So I was talking to Dan Abramov via Twitter DMs, and he raised an interesting sort of a skeptical objection to a lot of the work that we do on these sort of future of coding tools under whatever, you know, umbrella you want to put them in, in that he feels like if they aren't able to participate in the JS ecosystem and be usable with VS Code and sort of tie into the existing cultural momentum, and I'm paraphrasing him terribly here, but just go with it, they will have trouble catching on and they'll just kind of wither in obscurity because people won't be able to take them and use them in a complementary way alongside all of the existing practice that they've already got. Like a lot of these tools that we're building, Hest especially, assume that you are willing to use it separately from whatever else you'd be doing, that it owns the entire model of programming, that it is not designed to complement something else. It's designed to be this whole new big bang universe that you will go and learn how to use and then work within and, you know, it will offer a great experience if you are able to buy into it wholly. But that requirement of total buy-in is, like, that's a really big ask. That's probably a deal-breaker for everyone. I mean, it was already a deal-breaker back in the 70s and 80s. And a lot of projects that we still, to this day, study and, and enjoy and appreciate died for that reason that they weren't able to participate as part of the existing and evolving ecosystems. And, and today it's probably even more true that unless your project is meant to be, you know, some sort of curiosity, if it's meant to actually be used as part of a, you know, like a business or as part of education or as, as something that needs to sit in continuity with the rest of the mainstream, that this sort of like, you know, we're going to create our own entire universe and you're going to live just within it is is a no-go. And so it made me wonder, since Hest is, is absolutely something that I'm designing with that approach in mind, what would it look like if I wanted Hest to take the opposite approach to be something that you would use as a complement to an existing workflow, an existing ecosystem. And so, you know, Dan Abramov suggested JavaScript and and VS Code because that's, you know, that's what he works with. And it's also, it's, I mean, I don't use VS Code. That's a whole tangent. But I, I you know, Hest is implemented in JavaScript. It's an Electron app right now in the, the current series of prototypes that I'm making. So it, it makes perfect sense that it should, without drastic technical changes, be able to participate in a broader JavaScript tool set. And it might uh, lead to some interesting conceptual considerations because at a technical level, it's, you know, it's still running in JavaScript. So it'd be easy enough to have some kind of a bridge to other existing JavaScript code that's running, you know, either in the same process or on the same machine or, or via a network or something like that. And all the data structures, you know, are, if not directly compatible, then, you know, easy enough to migrate from one form to the other. But conceptually, what would that change? So it occurred to me that I could make Hest behave more like a library rather than a, an all-encompassing framework or whatever you want to set it against 
for contrast. So if Hest were to behave like a library, from the JavaScript side, it would probably just look like some sort of maybe an async function that you'd call into if it was if it was running in the same process as your other JavaScript code, which considering that the idea of Hest is it's this very self-contained thing, the editor is included along with any shipping deployment of a Hest project so that it's you know, end user editable. So I'm I'm designing it with the idea in mind that any process that is running some Hest code will have the editor there, you know, modulo wanting to strip that out for efficiency or whatever other bullshit reasons we have to conform to to satisfy <laughs> the constraints of reality. Um, but just assuming that, you know, that you could bring Hest data and the editor into an existing JavaScript project that is doing some other stuff and has wants to do a little bit of Hesty stuff within it. If it's in the same process, you'd call into it as some kind of an async function, and that would provide the input that Hest is going to use, and it's going to process it the way that Hest code executes, as discussed ad nauseum um, in this voice on this podcast feed that you're listening to. And then when Hest is done doing its processing, it would just, you know, resolve some promise at a system level and, and the value would flow back out into the JavaScript land. So that's like very trivial change at a technical level to conceptually make that work. But what would that do with respect to the the design principles of Hest and the, and the programming model that's in there and, and all of those things that I'm trying to push towards? If Hest were to be used as an accessory or as a, as a complement alongside an existing set of ecosystem tools that sort of forces whoever would be using it to focus on the subset of Hest's design that is actually complementary to what they're trying to do and probably ignore the parts of it that are irrelevant. And I think this is why it's compelling in the first place to make tools like this that are an entire universe unto themselves is because if you have this, in the case of Hest, just to be concrete, um, I have ideas about a visual programming model that emerge from my experience working with artist tools, 2D and 3D graphics tools. And I use those, those tools, uh, those 3D modeling programs, those 2D illustration tools, and I feel like there's something about the way that those tools work that is different from the way that programming tools work and that it is feasible or at least possible to make a programming tool that was more like those artist tools that borrowed a lot of those modalities and and interface conventions and that it and that there's this programming model that I've that I'm moving towards that I'm trying to uh, create that fits into that world very nicely and that is therefore different from the traditional programming interfaces and tools and languages that we're used to working with. And so in this universe unto itself, there's a requirement that it have those facilities of graphics tools that I like and that I want to build on. So that's, you know, tools in this case for vector graphics, it's tools for laying down paths and working with vertices and curves and colors and and filling um, shapes and some geometric operations intersections and attachments and and those sorts of things that are nice to work with for doing graphics and then also the ability to you know import graphics that are created with other tools that are different or more as is probably always going to be the case much richer than whatever i can do within hest itself 
So there's all those graphical features and abilities in there. And on top of those, the programming model is built. And so the programming model of um, of edges slash paths slash I did an entire episode trying to come up with names that I would be able to stick to. And now the outcome of that episode is every time I say edge, I feel compelled to say, you know, or path or wire, whatever term I choose. Oh, man. <sighs> So the programming model has these edges and it has data points that that are conveyed along the edges. And that's how the execution is visualized. And it's that visualization of execution that I think is really interesting. And that that desire to make execution something that you participate in very immediately. And then the the time uh, scale sort of and, and rewind debugging experience emerges from having rich graphic primitives and rich tools for working with graphics. So if you're going to start using Hest as a complement to an existing JavaScript project, there's a couple of different ways that that could go. Um, one circumstance that I found myself in recently where I wanted something, anything, and Hest, you know, if it were more mature, might have done nicely for this if it was possible to use Hest as a library was I'm building this asset management system for my company. And by assets, I mean like JPEGs and Photoshop documents and PDFs and even like EXEs and text documents and all sorts of things, just like like media stuff, files, like, you know, this kind of stuff you'd throw into Dropbox. I'm building a little UI for my company so that we can organize those assets and use it as part of our creative pipeline because we do learning media so we're jumbling a lot of files around and version tracking and all that kind of stuff and so we're scratching our own itch with a new asset management tool and within that asset management tool there's uh, a search feature there's a couple of search features but there's a like a big search feature that's like just start banging on the keyboard and narrow down this library of you know tens of thousands of files down to things that sort of match the pattern of file that you're interested in. And so I'm implementing that search from scratch for um, reasons that I think are kind of interesting. So I'll, I'll do a tangent on a tangent here. I'm the only programmer at my company. I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to keep bringing it up because it's interesting. And what that means as the only programmer at this company, and I'm, I, I've been at this company for 15 years and I plan to be there for, you know, probably at least 15 more. I build software systems that need to run continuously on the decade scale without much at all attention paid to them. And a lot of these tools run just on local computers. And so I don't have to worry so much about security issues that come up when you're exposing something to the web. But I do occasionally need to go in and make changes. I need to add a feature or somebody finds an obscure bug and I want to fix that. Or there's some change in the operating system and I need to do a recompile or something like that using a newer set of build tools or what have you. These systems need to be built, they need to be used frequently, and they need to be very durable over the long term. And so that kind of forces me into a weird cousin of not invented here, which is I need to avoid dependencies because dependencies are changes that happen outside of my purview. And 
that if I'm coming back to some project that I've built three or four or five years after I last looked at it, if it has dependencies and if those dependencies are being maintained and evolved, that's a lot of change that I have to go and incorporate and I have to like relearn all of the things you need to know about those dependencies and then figure out how they interact with what I've built. And that has burned me uh, in different ways many times over the years. And so the solution that I've kind of arrived at is being very, very careful about what kinds of dependencies I take on. So I'm comfortable taking on a dependency on JavaScript, for instance, as a, as a language, because I use it all the time on many of the different things I build. So I'm able to keep up with the culture and the evolution of the language itself. I'm comfortable taking on something like CoffeeScript or ClojureScript as a language because while those aren't something I might work with on a daily basis, they both are projects that seem to have a good culture of stability around them that, that only make big, big breaking changes very rarely and that have a... Um, they have a strong sense of continuity and it's and and they're slow moving projects that are very easy to keep up with on the scale of years. I'm not comfortable taking on a dependency on something like uh, say a, a front end framework like React or Angular or Vue or what have you, just because those projects, like in the times when I've taken them on, they're very, very good at helping me build something when I'm actively working with that tool. But if I come back a couple of years later, there's usually this expectation that that the things you've built, if you want to change the way in which they work, um, it, that involves like learning some new capability of that tool, it's expected that any new capability that you learn about, you're learning about the current set of that or the the current incarnation of that capability in relation to all the other current incarnations of capabilities offered by that tool. A lot of projects add capability in relation to all the other current incarnations of capability. And not a lot of projects add capability in isolation or in relation to current other capabilities and previous capabilities that the system had that might have fallen out of favor. Anyways, that was tangent number two down the stack. Let's pop up to tangent number one. Um, I, I wanted to build this search feature and I wanted to do it from scratch so that I'm not taking on a dependency that I could otherwise avoid. And the search doesn't need to be that complex. But it is still search that you want to be fuzzy and expressive and sensible in what it produces and search is hard and a lot of people have built search systems that are frustrating to use and so i wanted to build something nice and that means uh dealing with some code that is a little bit thorny and i found myself wishing that i had more ability to introspect on what i was building and on on the machinery of it um, the data model, you know, is really straightforward, but the actual machinery of how to take all sorts of different queries and all sorts of different sets of data that are being queried and and how to score them, basically, the, the, the scoring of the results and the figuring out relevance and that sort of thing based on the criteria that I have and how to present those results, or, or at least how to structure the results so that they can be presented the way I want like that. That was that was challenging for me. And I, I found myself wishing I had a richer tool, something could have been a state machine, a good state machine system with nice visualization ability might have helped. Um, maybe something reactive might have helped. I don't know. I'm just I'm reaching for suggestions. But it occurs to me now that 
Hest might have been a nice tool to use for that. And the current design of Hest means that even if I had wanted to use it for this, I couldn't. So changing Hest in such a way that it can sit as a complement beside an existing project would be great. But in that specific example case where I would have wanted to use Hest, perhaps, all of its graphical features would have been completely irrelevant to the way in which I was trying to use it, other than that they're just the way that you work with the programming model. So I, you know, I would have had to use the, the graphics tools, but I wouldn't have been using them to build an interface. I wouldn't have been using them to build something that you would ever see. And so it kind of makes me wonder, like, would that be a good way to help drive me towards more certainty about what the programming model should be and to start making some decisions about that? Because here's a, a way in which I could twist my goals with the Hest project to make it more about just the programming part of it. And and it would also give me more opportunities to use Hest with you know real problems that I'm trying to solve that aren't just like, you know, synthetic tests, benchmarky kind of explorations that I'm doing in Hest as its own world. Like, you know, there's only so many different ways you can build uh, advent of code projects or <laughs> factorial or whatever within a new programming model before you start, before you're getting too far away from reality for it to be useful as a way to motivate the evolution of the design and so maybe by making hest something where a, a goal of the project now is that it works well as a library that runs in the same process as other bigger javascript systems that you're also interested in working on and and you call into hest and within hest you know when when you're doing your development you have the ui of hest up somehow that's a that's a thing i'd have to figure out and then you use that hest editor to do some thorny problem solving some you know easier to reason about you know, put a quarter in the swear jar work and then you you return that data back into the the rest of your javascript system and and then when you're you know actually not interested in solving that problem and not using hest for that part of the problem the hest code still lives there and runs and it just runs at full speed and 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 produces your values quickly and and then maybe if this is a an interesting use case and a viable direction to push the project maybe that forces me to get more serious about things like those accelerator functions i talked about earlier or maybe some way to you know graduate a system that you build in hest to just actual either generated or handwritten javascript that uh, you would replace that asynchronous call into hest instance with this actual production ready javascript code that has all the the right modeling and reasoning that you used hest to get closer to um, just for performance or, or maintainability or, you know, cutting down dependencies. Because I would love to <laughs> use Hest as a dependency and then cut Hest out from my dependency tree. That's 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 a very me thing to do. So yeah, so so maybe having Hest as, a, as an accessory that you can, you know, hook up to your existing programming project would be a really viable path forward for Hest to go. Just if for no other reason than to help me design Hest and to help me gain more experience working with Hest and and make decisions about how to use it as a programming tool. And and of course, there's other things that come out of changing this idea. For instance, what would it look like to use Hest 
as mostly a graphics tool. Like Hasta does some graphics stuff that is different than Illustrator and and Figma and you know your existing vector graphics tools. What would it look like if I if I was interested in being able to pull some graphics into Hast, use Hast's tools to work on those graphics, and then have some kind of graphics export. That's another thing I never considered, never really put any thought into as part of this design process that I'm going through so far. And I'd love to explore that at some point.